Attend while in high school. Jumpstart your career. Your high tech training starts here. Van Buren Tech, your career, your future, your life. Welcome to the Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good every Friday morning as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. Teresa Getman, Rosalie Placati, and Paul Leyendecker are your hosts on Cozy and the podcast at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at WhitefordWealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Now, today's Breakfast Club on Cozy. Well, good morning. I'm Paulie Decker with Teresa Argetman and Rosalie Placati. Hanukkah begins on the 7th, and for many, the new church year begins this weekend, building up to Christmas with Advent. We have asked three good friends of faith to join us today, give us some background on the season, set the stage for services, and what's ahead in the next month. The season of Christmas. So, Rosalie, introduce us to our three guests. Well, actually, Paul, I've got a joke. Oh, Um, Oh, boy. A priest, a rabbi, (laughs) and a a, a priest, a rabbi, and a, a oh, my gosh, preacher walk (laughs) into a bar. Um, And at the end, they all walk out together, having had a great conversation, sharing fellowship. Um, There are other endings to that joke but I would have been edited. We are so lucky today. Seriously, this is going to be such a nice show. We have got Travis Wilson. He is the pastor at Peace Evangelical Lutheran Church. We have got Pastor um, uh, Daryl Williams from Lily of the Valley, which is an amazing church if you haven't gone there either. And we have got Lou Price, um, Vice President and Cantor at First Hebrew Congregation. So welcome, gentlemen. What a special show. Thank you for being here. Thank you uh, for having me. Oh, no, this is this is amazing. You know, we wanted to kind of do this, first of all, obviously, to promote and to uh, introduce you all to um, our listeners, if they don't know you. So we're going to kind of start this show with, you know, um, what what is about your church or synagogue? Um, what where is it? You know, just some of the logistics of it, and then we'll get into some other fun things. So, Pastor Travis, I've been at Peace. It's a beautiful church. Um, tell us a little bit about Peace. Uh, so, we are a congregation who has been around since 1901. So, we are uh, we are established. We used to be First English Lutheran Church uh, down on Kalamazoo Street downtown. And then about mm, a little over 20 years ago, we uh, outgrew the building and then built this building where we are on Blue Star Highway. I call it the big country looking church on Blue Star. And um, so it's nice to be here. We are part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, which is our denomination. And um, we are a, I like to hope that we're a friendly bunch of folks and that you would feel welcome if you came here. One of the things that, uh, that I like to do is to make sure that folks feel included and welcome no matter where they've come from. 
I've, I've attended your church. It is lovely. And it does look like a country church. It's got the big steeple, right? That, that, um, faces blue star. Um, I know one of the, <laughs> you, you have a mat, uh, a, a service at nine 30, I do believe. Yes. We do. We do. That's, a, that's a little bit early for me, but we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, pastor Williams, I have been to your church at Lily of the Valley. Tell us about Lily of the Valley. All right. Well, Lily of the Valley is a community of believers with the heart of the community at, at um, with the heart of the community. Lily of the Valley, um, our objective is to, to build a first class ministry that develops and ministers to the total man, mind, body, and soul by using the word of God as our foundation, we intend to accomplish our goals um, in Christ. We feel that our mission um, of the church is to empower, equip, and inspire um, all everyone that comes through uh, the doors at Lilly uh, to overcome all of their obstacles and achieve their destiny in God. And the only way that we can um, accomplish this is that we will encourage each one uh, in each family member to become a part of what God is doing in covert at our worship center. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful church. I always felt welcomed there and it's very lively. Um, so uh, you, you do, you have a beautiful church too. Now, um, Lou, you are a cantor and the vice president of the first Hebrew congregation and we know that Hanukkah is coming up. It's right around the corner. And I know that, that those are holy times for you. Tell us about um, the synagogue. Well, uh, the original synagogue was out Phoenix, where uh, the Phoenix Inn is, uh, basically. And that's because uh, the Jews who moved into the area here came from mainly Chicago. And uh, land was cheap. Uh, and like my grandparents moved from Chicago after coming from uh, from Russia, uh, many of them came from Germany, Poland, Russia, and uh, established it there. But as uh, as the resorts began sprouting up, uh, there was a need for a synagogue a little bit closer because you're not supposed to travel on uh, on Shabbos. And so the building that most of you know at 249 Broadway was established, built in 1928. And a lot of those, either the resorters and the farmers helped to build that. And uh, I don't I don't know when it ceased to exist out out Phoenix, but uh, that's the building that most people know have have been to there. Um, and so uh, uh, what used to be hundreds of families in the area, it's it's dwindled down and our membership actually stretches from coast to coast and north to south. We have many members who never set foot in that building. Uh, but they continue to be members because their grandfathers, great grandfathers, great great grandfathers, et cetera, uh, were members. Uh, and so uh, they stay in touch with us. And we have never established ourselves as an Orthodox synagogue, although it is built, if you're ever inside, it is built like a traditional European synagogue. Uh, there is a balcony area called the Machitza where traditionally women sat because they could not sit with the men uh that's changed over over the uh the last 
oh, 30 years or 40 years uh, where it's been allowed. Uh, our last actual rabbi uh, left in 1962. And uh, since then, we've uh, we've hired rabbis and uh, chazans or cantors to come in and do high holiday services. Uh, and actually, as I grew up, there were so many men who knew so much. You really didn't need a rabbi. In fact, uh, when our chazan came, uh, who was with us for 50 years, uh, he was 16 years old. And the old men of the synagogue taught him what he didn't learn at the uh, yeshiva, at the religious school. Um, at uh, and I got involved as most kids do. Their parents drag them to synagogue and make <laughs> them go, uh, just like churches. And uh, I, I probably more than my brothers got more involved. And uh, the chazan began to teach me. Uh, so I never formally um, was trained. I was trained by him. Uh, and after he left, and we've had our current rabbi now for eleven years. Uh, he just said, I want you to, to, to go ahead and take over those duties uh, and to do that. Um, so uh, actually, Ken Hollander, who uh, Rabbi Kenny Hollander, wanted me to go to Yeshiva. I found this out when I was in my 30s, and he had asked my dad if, I, if he could take wow. me to Chicago and go. And my dad said no. Uh, and I didn't know that until I was in my 30s. So wow. uh, I, I kind of became cantor by default. He said, hey, you've got a voice. You, you do it. Uh, and that's how it is. So uh, we've never, never established ourselves Orthodox, conservative, reform. We try to be as much to everyone who wants to, to be there, to be there. So, uh, for instance, in the summers, we have uh, four to six reform services on Friday nights and, and, and then Saturday morning. It's Orthodox. Um, and uh, but most of the time, our services are uh, uh, very traditional, conservative uh, egalitarian. You know, I, I know that, um, personally, I know that all three of your churches slash synagogue, very welcoming. Um, there's no closed doors. There's no checking your ID at the door. Right. Um, and that's what I appreciate, um, across the board. And that's what we want to tell our, our, our listeners that, you're, you're welcome to to come in and see and sit and learn, and you won't be disappointed. Um, let's uh, let's hop back to Travis. Um, you you kind of put something kind of cool down, and they've had an opportunity to talk. Um, that you put down that our lives are a part of a bigger story that's going on, and this that story is God's story, and it's constantly shaping itself. I really enjoyed you writing that. How do you how do you preach that? I mean, you know, um, how do you share that uh, through your homilies, through your activities? Tell us about that, Travis. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's that's just part of it. You know, how part of it is how in our lives of faith are we living out as part of that story? You know, we we connect to what God has done in the past, what God is doing around us, even sometimes as hard as. That may be to see, you know, depending on what we're going through, um, health stuff or, you know, whatever it may be. But but we also know the promise, um, the promise that, you know, Jesus will come again, um, especially as we head into Advent uh, in this next month uh, in December. That that's one of the things that we, you know, kind of look towards. But um, but we are, I think, a part of a bigger story. And um, 
and our lives intersect with those who have come before us. They'll somehow intersect with those who come after us, even though we might not know that. But this is one arc and kind of continuum. Oh, that's lovely. You know, you mentioned Advent, and we've only got about a minute. Um, everybody celebrates the upcoming season in a different way. Uh, and uh, message, though, I still think is very similar. I really, really do. But I think uh, we're going to have to take a break for a minute. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the holy season that's coming up and how y'all got into those seats that you're sitting in. (laughs) All right. So we'll be back with that. Yeah, let's do that. Reach out to us with ideas and comments. You can email the breakfast club at WCSY.com altogether. No spaces. The breakfast club at WCSY.com. We'll be right back. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor The Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at VassarChiropractic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. This is The Breakfast Club on Super Hits, 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. And now back to The Breakfast Club on Cozy. Thanks so much for listening to our show on Cozy FM every Friday morning at 8.30 streaming and podcasting at WCSY.com. Just click where you see podcasts. I'm Paul Ann Decker with Rosalie Placati and Teresa R. Getman, all set for part two of a very special Breakfast Club. Yes, thank you, Paul. That was a great conversation with our guests today. And we just want to touch base now on how each of you celebrate the upcoming season. Um, so we'll kind of go back to Travis. Travis, uh, this is you know, it's uh, December 1st, and we know that at this time of year, we start doing special things. So why don't you take a minute and, and tell us what you're doing at Peace? Sure. So as part of a sort of a mainline uh, tradition, we celebrate uh, the season of Advent going into Christmas and Christmas Eve and all of that. So the season of Advent is um, is a season of hope, at least uh, as we like to say. And so we look forward to um, we look forward to the birth of Jesus, who is God in the flesh. Uh, so we do lots of stuff. Uh, we will celebrate with a theme this year called Out of Time. Uh, so all of the readings that we get from the lectionary that we read from, the cycle of readings, uh, have to do with some sort of time or some aspect of urgency. So our theme is Out of Time. Um, we'll do things from 
you know, regular Sunday worship to um, on December 17th, we'll have a lessons and carol service for Christmas. So our choir will put together some anthems and uh, wonderful, wonderful music. And then finally, as we get up to uh, Christmas Eve in the morning, we'll celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent and we'll change it all over and uh, celebrate Christmas Eve at five and eight. So I've celebrated Advent with you. It is, I I always considered it a time of waiting and a a time of introspection. Um, And I just have to say, you have a really kick blank uh, choir of which uh, Paul participates in. (laughs) So you've got some beautiful music going on. And you know what, Pastor Williams, I know you've got some beautiful music going on. Um, I'm be singing solos every day for the (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just kidding. So tell us, you you were telling us a little bit about how you celebrate this upcoming season and why it's important. So Lily of the Valley, as a non-denominational church, um, we are going to be celebrating um, different, uh, the uh, Christmas Eve on Sunday. Uh, We're going to do worship around the tables. Ultimately, what I want to do is bring people, families, the community together to create um, an atmosphere of worship and uh, teaching coupled um, uh, with our beliefs so that everyone will grow in the spirit and lives will be transformed. It's important uh, in, in this service that uh, each one reach one and teach one that we come in contact with to apply the word of God to their everyday life so we can be that mirror that reflects the image of Christ. And lastly, um, I want to ensure that we promote enrichment, teamwork, and encouragement in the body of Christ as we use Christmas Eve as a launching pad uh, for us is to launch into 2024 to continue to grow, expand, and take the kingdom um, for take the kingdom that God has established for us. Oh, I'm just so loving all of this. Um, <laughs> so, Lou, tell us about um Hanukkah and how you start that and how you celebrate that here at the, sure. at the I, I think I'd say first off that uh, I know as a as a as a child I was often told oh Hanukkah's the Jewish Christmas and it's very far removed from that. It 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 doesn't celebrate the birth of Christ. Uh it actually celebrates the rededication of the temple after the Syrians destroyed it. And we're talking about before before Jesus was born. Um, it And it's different around the world. Uh, the American version has changed, uh, I think, to go along with Christmas. So the gift giving has become more prominent. Uh, it's become a little bit more commercial, I think, because uh, uh, I think just the Americanization of that. Uh, but mostly it's celebrated in the home as opposed to the synagogue. We wow. will have a party on Sunday the 10th, uh, and and most of the things, playing dreidel, having potato latkes, uh, the potato pancakes. We know about uh, those. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you know, okay. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> You'll be, you're welcome. You're very welcome, too. So uh, we often get a lot of visitors from the Warren Center who will come over and, and celebrate with us. Uh, and And... You know, as as you said before, I know I've been to Peace Lutheran numerous times because uh, my brother and sister-in-law are members there. And so I've been there for Baptist and it is very welcoming. And I think 
the the strongest compliment I ever get for any of our services throughout the year is when people leave and say we felt very welcome here. Um, and, and so, but Hanukkah is pretty much celebrated the lighting of the candles, uh, which are a celebration of, of the miracle of, uh, the purified oil afterwards, which was supposed to last a day. They weren't going to have enough time, uh, to make more. And it lasted for eight days, which thus the eight candles, the eight, uh, as Adam Sandler would say, the eight crazy nights, uh, <laughs> happen. Uh, so it, it is very different. Uh, there are a lot of celebrations, the you know Passover, the Exodus, et cetera, that are related to biblical things. But most of it, uh, when I explain Jewish holidays, it's it's pretty simple. We were oppressed. We rose up. We kicked their butts. Let's eat. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, food food is very central in it, and the lockies really is anything with oil. Uh, and so the fried potato pancakes are a part of that. Uh, fried donuts. Uh, often jelly-filled donuts specifically, um, you know, to to help to celebrate those things. But uh, those are those are some traditional things with that. But uh, mainly starting on the seventh, and for eight nights following that, uh, this year it falls much earlier than Christmas. Uh, it, it will it will be done. But uh, for instance, on the sixteenth, I'm I'm going to be doing a program at River Ridge uh, Retirement Village uh, to talk about it. So we look for opportunities to educate. Uh, and I think I'd like to press that, that people are always welcome. If you want to, some people have lived their whole lives in South Haven, never been inside. If you'd like to, and you've never come to any of our, our events, if, if you touch base with us, either call the number uh, or uh, get on our website, uh, somebody would be well, you know, very welcome to, to give you a tour if you'd like. And it's beautiful inside. It is just beautiful. Um, so yeah, so, so thank you for that. I, I didn't know anything in oil was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I and thought- I think everything in oil is a thing. So, <laughs> I'm like, bring it on Travis and Daryl. Cause you tell me what you're serving. <laughs> I'm like, that's a thing though. But, uh, I, I want to, you know, me, I want to go and find out how, you made this decision because this is not an easy decision. This is not like, you know, being the pastor of a church. I know what that is. That's being the servant of the church. I mean, you really, it's a hard job and it's um, a lot of all nighters and a lot, you know, so I just would love to touch base on what brought you to choose to serve in this capacity and whoever wants to go first, we got four minutes. So each of you give me one. (laughs) I guess I'll go first. Um, as the call for the servant leader um, at, to Lily of the Valley, I was serving prior to Lily of the Valley as an elder without charge in a local um, church in the community. And I, I, I felt the call and I knew eventually that I would possibly move to a, a leadership role um, in the church. And it was a man by the name of Bishop Elsie Berry out of covert. He sought me out. He saw um, the potential, the faithfulness um, that I had uh, in the church. And uh, he was willing to uh, mentor, uh, mentor me. And I'm so grateful uh, for that opportunity that he gave, uh, that he gave me. He saw something in a young man and uh, he gave me a, a vote uh, of confidence, um, coupled with the background that I had um, from the, the church that I grew up in. 
And uh, I'm just grateful because ultimately, um, as the, the pastor, um, I don't want people to come to serve me. I came to serve them and to open up the word of God to them so their lives could be changed forever. Amen. <laughs> Travis, will you will you tell us how you got to be pastoring a huge church in South Haven? Sure. So um, I grew up in Virginia and I had an inkling of a, of a calling, I think, as I was a, a younger teenager. Um, I came from a sort of a split family. My mom and dad divorced when I was four. Um, my mom never remarried. My dad did. And, you know, so I kind of grew up bouncing between my grandma taking care of me and my mom and my dad. And um, it really felt disjointed. And the only place that actually felt like home and centering was was church for me. And so um, I remember as I was uh, going through some things as an adolescent, uh, a counselor that I had along the way said, you know, Travis, right now you are like a, a cat stuck up in a tree and you're waiting for the firefighter or somebody or whoever it is to come get you down. And one day you are going to be the person that goes up and gets other people down. And um, I guess that sort of set me on this on this trajectory. And um, I tried a little bit of uh, work in the corporate world before I actually went to seminary and figured uh, that was definitely not for me. And um, was grateful enough to be able to um, to do all right at seminary. And so I was a I was a pastor for two years at a church in Jackson, uh, who has since closed. And then I came here to Peace about ten years ago. Wow. wow. Now, Lou, you touched on it, but I didn't really give you a chance to elaborate. So I would love for you to to tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I realized we were going to talk about this in the second segment, so I tried to zip it a little bit, which is people who know me know it's difficult. Um, basically, uh, uh, Rabbi Kenny Hollander, who I'd said was our cantor for uh, 50 years, uh, he, he recognized, I guess, something in me at my bar mitzvah at 13, uh, that uh, I had something of what he thought uh, he should develop more. So at 16, uh, he began teaching me more and more. Uh, in fact, he demanded uh, and uh, using Jewish guilt, as is often, he said, well, you know, your grandfather used to do mincha, which was the afternoon service. So you should at least learn that and begin doing that by yourself. And slowly it became more and more. And after he left 11 years ago, I kind of took over. So I wouldn't say it was so much as a, uh, as a calling, as a shove uh, <laughs> in, into it. Um, and I think it's because my love of music, uh, my love of Judaism, uh, that it was an easy fit with it. So I sometimes feel a little uncomfortable be calling the, the cantor because I didn't go through the formal training that Chazans do. Uh, but uh, by listening to Kenny all those years, um, and uh, what he provided, uh, I worked my way into it. So I get called to do programs. I get called to do funerals, unfortunately, which you don't have to be licensed to do. You do you do for marriage, but not for burial. Uh, so I do all of those types of things. I bet it's I bet it's lovely. You know, we've only got a minute, and we usually close with how to find out more. But what I will do for you guys is when I promote this, I'm going to list all your websites so that okay. people can go to your website, find out uh, when your services are and, and all the special things that you have planned for this 
upcoming season. But I just want to say thank you so much. This was a wonderful show. Teresa? Oh, we appreciate you coming on and representing. And I'm sure people hearing you are going to say, now you're going to start hopping around visiting. Because no, <laughs> 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 I'm like, I just want to go see, you know, I've been with Pastor Williams and it's very welcoming, but I have heard, you know, about Travis and I've always been curious. And so now I just want somebody to guide me so I don't do anything stupid, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're welcome. But, Come on down. All right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on today. What a wonderful show. Thank you all so much for being here and happy Thank Hanukkah you and Merry Christmas. Thank you. We love it when you share ideas and comments. Email the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. It's one long word, no spaces. The Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. You'll find podcasts of the shows there as well. And for more inspiration from Teresa R. Getman, visit EnterprisesLLC.com. Have a great day and a great holiday season. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club, highlighting what's good every Friday morning at 8.30 as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com Join us again next Friday at 8.30 for The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Find a podcast of today's show at WCSY.com Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven. Works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at VassarChiropractic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Whiteford Wealth Management, they have the pleasure of serving clients in nearly half of the country from their beloved South Haven. Rest assured, with Whiteford Wealth Management, you will always get simple, candid advice based on the wealth of knowledge and experience in tax, legal, and investments. Clients trust Whiteford Wealth Management with their life savings, and they earn that trust by recommending products that they use themselves. Whiteford Wealth Management. Let them help you build wealth. WhitefordWealth.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy. The Breakfast Club on WCSY-FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises, LLC.